Local businesses deserve local decision-making, and that's why Oconee State Bank is proud to announce that Philip Edwards and Chad Thomason will be leading the loan production office for the athens Clark County area. With strong market knowledge and accelerated decision-making, Chad and Philip can help area business owners, entrepreneurs, developers, doctors, and others move quickly to respond to opportunities. Let your business experience remarkable this year with Oconee State Bank, OconeeStateBank.com, member FDIC, and Equal Housing Lender. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Beyond the Cupola. Presented by Oconee State Bank. At Oconee State Bank, experience remarkable. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Beyond the Cupola, brought to you by Oconee State Bank. Mike Salmon with you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio here in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. And as you know, if you're a regular listener, we love to experience Remarkable every Thursday at 1 o'clock Eastern time here and, and share stories from uh, Oconee State Bank customers and family and folks in the community. And we have a wonderful guest today. Jim Rump is here with Porter, Kadale, and more. And uh, Jim, uh, welcome to our, our, our studio. Great. Thanks our, for having me. Our humble little home here. Um, you work out of the Atlanta area by way of Columbus. You live in Columbus, but your office is in Atlanta. But what you do, you can do it from anywhere these days with technology. It's amazing. But uh, we're here to talk about cybersecurity. But before we get into specifics, talk about what your firm does. Sure. We are Porter Cater Moore. We are a full-service accounting firm, like you said, based in Atlanta. Uh, audit, tax services, and then what I do is a little bit different. Um, uh, IT assurance is, is what it's called. Our department's called our systems department. So we help companies manage IT risk. Um, that happens in a variety of ways um, through penetration tests, uh, controls audits, uh, all sorts of frameworks. But at the end of the day, we help companies try to manage the cyber risk that we hear about, IT risk. Uh, talk about your, you're a guest here of Oconee State Bank, mm -hmm. so talk about the relationship that you have with those folks. So we've been working with Oconee State Bank for many years now, uh, probably over 20. Uh, we are advisor to them. We are a partner. We um, conduct various audits for them. We are in and out of their offices multiple times a year, um, talking and advising, um, performing various different types of audits. Um, but we spend a lot of quality time with, with our partners at Oconee State Bank. Well, sitting at the table with us is uh, Marisa Reynolds, and she is with Oconee State Bank, and uh, you're the guest of uh, Marisa. And uh, uh, thank you for coming by and saying hello. It's great to meet you. Yes, thank you. Uh, and talk about your relationship with, with uh, Jim. Oh, well, um, Jim's been with PKM for over 10 years, and I think we were probably one of his first banks that he went to audit when he first came to work there. Um, we've been in relationship with them for over 23 years, as long as I've been at the bank. So, But Jim's one of those guys that we could just call on if I have a question about uh, trends that are going on in the marketplace or areas where we need to focus on. I can just pick up the phone and call him, and he's always there, and he's giving us good advice and information and um, helping us protect our customers and um, our information on a day-to-day -day basis. Well, he's like your MVP, someone to, oh, to, yeah. to, that you want to be close to because you, when you're, especially in banking business and there's so much at stake, you want to make sure that uh, all your stuff is secure. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about cybersecurity and, and keeping your stuff secure. Um, 
it's probably a bigger problem than most people realize. A lot of folks think, okay, no one's going to try to break into my data or, or you know, I'm just a little bitty business. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what size you are. Folks are probably trying to get your information. Uh, absolutely. Such a, it's such an issue today, and a lot of people think it will never happen to them. And so that is kind of our mission to let people know, hey, it can happen can happen to you. We've seen it happen to multiple small businesses, big, small, um, and unfortunately we've seen the impact and how how much of a financial impact it can have, how much of an operational impact it can have on businesses. So we focus so much energy on trying to educate customers about these risks and get on the front end and try to prevent these things from happening. Um, Prevention, the whole, the adage of ounce of prevention's uh, is is worth so much more. We are all about trying to help companies prevent these uh, bad things from happening. Right. We don't want them to happen. Companies definitely don't want them to happen, but it seems like every week we hear about a data breach somewhere. Why is it as common as it is? I'll give you a short answer, and I'll give you a long answer. <laughs> the short answer is money. Um, the long answer, I mean, it is such a financial... The, sh- the short answer, by the way, for everything, I think, is money. <laughs> you're, you're right. It all comes. It all comes down to money, and it is such a money maker for these criminal enterprises uh, to do this. I was reading a statistic a lot not long ago, and the total cost of cybercrime in the next few years is supposed to be in the trillions. Supposed to be more than than the legal drug trade. Um, so the amount of money at stake is is huge, and I mean that is why this is happening. It is um, easy for these operations to be set up um, to perform these cyber crime in organiza- in in countries such as like China and Russia, and where where they don't have to be in person to actually steal funds. They can do it you know anonymously behind the internet. Uh, so that. That's a lot of incentive for them to to perform these cyber crimes because they don't have as much fear of getting caught. And unfortunately, people, um, you know, the, the more data that we're putting out there and the more financial transactions that we're doing online, uh, there's more opportunity for these cyber uh, incidents to happen. What are these people trying to get at? And then how do they use that? How are they making money? Sure, sure. Um, they are at the people. The people, I always say, are, are the, the biggest risk and your big, biggest strength. Um, but they are after them to, the way it kind of happens is they are after them to do something that they shouldn't do. Uh, click on links, um, give them information they, sh- they shouldn't. Um, and, and that's usually how it starts, how so these cyber attacks happen. So I could break into your system somewhere if I somehow can get through and and, and get the names of your customers and, and then email them, say, hey, I'm, for example, with the bank. Mm-hmm. I need your passwords or something because we're doing some kind of an in, in-house audit. And then once I have your password, I go into your account and I take your money. That is right. That is right. Phishing uh, is, a, is a term that we use a lot um, where you get emails saying, okay, we give me this, we give me that, we click on this link. And unfortunately, um, people fall for it. I mean, we do those tests for our clients often and – and the more people you send to it, the greater uh, chance that somebody's actually going to do it. And it's just a numbers game. And then, you know, once they do click on that link or, or give that information away, then the bad guys know how to use it um, and, and either sell that information or hijack, um, you know, financial transactions. So it's, I mean, the bad guys are very sophisticated now. They know what they're doing. 
Does anybody, this may be a dumb question, Jim, does anybody ever go to jail or a prison for this that gets caught? Or do they, okay, we, we figured it out, we found how they're getting in, we now block that way. And so they just, okay, okay I'm going to, tr- they just try another way. Do you, do you ever get to the source? They do. And, and, and I follow some security blogs, and the FBI does arrest people. Um, but a lot of these, you know, especially— The I ones mean, overseas probably are hard to get to. That, that's right. They know who's doing it, but what, what can they do? The countries themselves um, where these, these uh, incidents are happening, they're of the opinion, as long as you're not hacking our people, you know, maybe we don't care as much. Hmm. Um, and so they can kind of go unfettered and, and hack into our companies and not go, uh, go unprosecuted. All right, our audience here on Business Radio X, as you might imagine, business owners, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, executives, Mm -hmm. uh, CEOs, things like that. They're in the world of business every single day. How do they protect themselves? What do they what are the things they need to do or what are the things they need to look out for? Other than, of course, get with Porter, Kdale and more. Of course, of course. I I think the first thing is um, is to just be aware of the problem. Be aware that these things are happening, that it can happen to you. I always say tone at the top is very important. You as the business owner, the executive team, if it's not important to you, it won't be important to your employees. So educate yourself. Make sure you know it's important to yourself. It's important to your customers. I mean, that's the end of the day, what we're trying to protect, our customers. Um, So realizing that it is an issue and making it a priority. I always tell people it's about kind of being intentional. Uh, some of the advice that we give uh, for protecting yourself, we're not talking about a lot of money. We're just talking about being intentional, taking the appropriate steps, educate yourself, uh, know what's out there. Once you do that, then you can start getting into some of the technical controls to protect yourself. But, you know, again, start off with the non-technical. Think about Think about your business. Think about you know, what you're doing online. Think about the information that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, think about, again, put it in perspective of your, of your business and, and protecting your customers. Okay, I'm going to play a role of a business owner that maybe needs to have a, 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 a talk with, that you need to talk to. Mm-hmm. But, but, Jim, I change my password every couple months. Isn't that good enough? <laughs> well, that is good. But one thing we like to focus on is what we call layered security, not just relying on passwords. Passwords you can't rely on these days. You have to go above and beyond. And again, we talked about it in terms of layered security. So passwords, you know, I, I, can, I can get you or your employees' passwords probably easier than you think. That's where you have to rely on things like two-factor authentication. I know um, when you go to some sites, when you log in, uh, it prompts you to, it sends you a text message and you have to put in a code. Things like that are so good at uh, helping, you know, be secure. And we, we sometimes think about them as little inconveniences, but they're not. They're there to protect you. So, so thinking about, um, you know, having multiple controls in place uh, instead of just, just your password. Uh, or just virus protection. I hear that a lot, too. Oh, I have mm-hmm. virus protection. I'm good. Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe not. You work with banks like Oconee State Bank. Uh, yes. Those are several of your clients. You work in other fields as well with, with other different companies mm-hmm. as well. Uh, it doesn't really matter to the company. I mean, they all need to have, uh, obviously, some kind of uh, a plan against cybersecurity. We're not just talking about people, though, from, say, overseas in other countries, Russia or Siberia or things like that. We're talking about maybe people that work for you in your own 
building, perhaps, don't aren't you? That's unfortunate. People overlook that sometimes, the whole insider threat, um, but it is real, um, and you have to think about that. You, you Obviously, you have good hiring practices. You try to weed that out, but but you never know what's going on in people's lives. And, and um, unfortunately, you have to adopt the mindset of we can't trust everybody, you know, let's, and, and let's not put them in a position where we make it easy for them to do something bad. Um, you know, let's not give them the opportunity. If there's not the opportunity there, then they won't be as incentivized to steal. You don't want to big, put a big you know, pot of cash in front of them and say, I trust you not to steal it. Don't, don't tempt them. So we need to have controls, again, for our people inside as well. We're talking with uh, Jim Rump here on Beyond the Cupola, brought to you by Oconee State Bank, and uh, Marisa Reynolds with Oconee State Bank also uh, joining us here at the, uh, the table. And uh, the, the great thing about Oconee State Bank is you guys obviously take this very, very seriously because you've been at the bank 29 years, you said earlier? Oh, I've been in banking for over 30 years. Okay. I've been at Oconee State Bank for twenty over 23 years. Over 23 mm-hmm. years. And for the past 20 years, you guys have been working with, with, with Jim's company. Absolutely. So you guys have been taking this seriously for a long time. Right, right. It's um, it has um, earlier we were we were talking about how it's evolved, like you know where it was twenty years ago and where it is now. It's just an ever changing landscape every single day, and so that's why it's important whether it's uh, County State Bank or other businesses. Make sure you're partnering with someone that you can trust that right. can keep you on the edge of what's going on and the trends and um, the new topics and um, you know. These uh, trusted advisors are all over the United States, so things that might be happening in California you may not think can happen in Georgia, but they can. So, because we were talking about uh, the the cybersecurity criminals are everywhere; they don't have to be sitting in your in your backyard, but then they're in our backyard too. So, you've got to have that mindset of just being um, open to making sure that you're locking everything down the best that you can. It's amazing because these cybersecurity criminals are so smart to do what they do. Just think if they were doing it for good, how <laughs> how awesome that yep. would be. How do you stay a couple steps ahead of them? Because technology is always changing, and they really are intelligent. That, that's that's a, a battle that I'm sure goes back and forth all the time, trying to stay ahead of them. Well, t- technology is changing, and it changes rapidly. But if you look at the incidents that are happening where they have these breaches, a lot of times it is not super sophisticated. Now, sometimes it is, but a lot of it is what I would call the basic blocking and tackling. Okay, you forgot to patch something, and it was unpatched for maybe six months, and that opened up a, a window for these bad guys to come in and and uh, conduct some malicious activity against you so so while there are a lots of very sophisticated attacks out there i always tell companies let's let's first focus on the basics the basic blocking tackling you know patch management restricting access uh the simple things and if you can do all those very well you're going to be ahead of the game mm-hmm. um you you won't be perfect but you'll be ahead of most people out there I'm guessing that there may be people that are being attacked right now that don't even know they're being attacked because it's not like, okay, you just show up one day and all your money's gone out of the account. It, they could be coming out slowly or, mm-hmm. you know, I assume there are cases like that. Most of the cases, that is, that's the norm versus the exception to the, to the norm. Um, again, I, I don't know the actual stat, but, but the FBI puts out a good threat report every year, a lot of good information in there, and there's lots of other threat reports like that that detail what happened, but six to nine months, I think, is, is 
one of the numbers I, I've heard that is the time it takes for you to realize you've been breached. Wow. So it's it's happened, you know, nine months ago. They have all your data. You notice something unusual. You start investigating, and then you're like, wow. Okay, let's, uh, t- let's talk about some of the signs then. What are some signs that maybe you should keep an eye out for that might indicate you have been breached? Well, your end users, you need... I mentioned earlier your end users, your people, me, you, us here, everybody. Um, biggest uh, a big weakness, and also your biggest asset as well. Teaching them to look for certain things, you know, pop-ups, um, y- you know, all sorts of just unusual activity, things that don't look right on their day-to-day job. Just teaching them to say, hey, um, to to question things, to to question things out of the ordinary but staying on top of them and educating them and empowering them and, and then listening to them. Um, I was doing an, uh, a meeting with the board of directors a couple, couple of uh, days ago, and they were bragging on um, the CEO had sent out an email to everybody saying, oh, you know, please you know, click on this link. You know, it's to some promotional material uh, you know, about the bank. Just wanted to share it with everybody. And he started getting all these emails back saying, did you really send this? You know, is this really you? That's, that's exactly what we want. We want our employees looking for activity, making sure it's, it's legitimate, um, looking for those little warning signs. Because they're usually little warning signs and emails and then attachments and things like that that will, mm-hmm. will tip you off. So it's okay to be a little cynical maybe when you get an email. Don't it, just assume. It is. That, uh, you know, Marisa's sending me this nice little email about a little cocktail party. She may be calling Marisa, are you, you know, okay. That's right. They're going to they're gonna entice you. They're going to, you know, oh, you may, you know, get a $100 gift card if you click on this one, too. There's all sorts of stuff like that. But, but sure, it's very good to be cynical. And and I'm going to guess even, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but even if it's maybe something, you're looking at your account. You're, you're a customer at, at some place, and you see that, you know, six cents came out. You have no idea why, and you're thinking, ah, six cents, no big deal. Yeah. But if some Somebody has breached, say, a financial institution and it's 10,000 customers at six cents a piece. I mean, mm-hmm. it all adds up. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And and the bad guys kind of know this. And the bad guys know that, you know, Oconee State Bank and banks in general uh, take this stuff seriously. So what they're doing is they're going downstream a little bit and going to the bank's customers who may not have as good cybersecurity practices. And they're, you know, focusing on them, trying to breach them. So it's important for those people to, yeah, keep keep eye on your account, uh, keep eye on suspicious activity because they're coming after you. All right, Jim. So let's say now I'm a, a business of any size mm-hmm. and I feel like I've been breached. What do I do now? I can't just shut everything down and, you know, and, and shut the doors and turn off the lights. And, you know, I mean, I still got to run a business. So, so what do you do? That's right, and and I've talked about prevention a lot, but I'll talk about it a little bit more. Think about this before it happens. That's your biggest uh, takeaway there. Think, look at it as when is this going to happen, not if. And if you look at it from that mindset and think about, okay, when is an attack going to happen, then you can think about what's the most likely attack that would happen to us considering the business that we're in. And then having it lined up, who you know exactly who to call when that happens. Start call your bank, you know, call the authorities. Um, have that <clears throat> list already straightened out. So when when it happens, you know what to do. Okay, and it goes back to what you said earlier: an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. That's right. <laughs> All right. So I'm a consumer now, and I want to I want to find a great 
bank, for example. I don't know, I just pulled that out of air, you know. I want to find a good bank. How do I know the institution or companies that I'm working with have good cybersecurity protection? The, the same things we just talked about, ask them. You know, ask them what they do for all the things that we talked about. For cybersecurity, they want to talk about it. They love for you to talk about this because... Wait, wait. <laughs> you're, you're rolling your eyes, Marie, so why is that? <laughs> well, I don't know if we'd put them to sleep or not, but um, you just have to get kind of down on their level to let them, to feel, make them feel confident, to help them understand the con- some of the controls that we do have in place for them or for their benefit. And we're not trying to make a hardship on business, but at the same time, um, we were just talking the other day about sending information through email. We just we send that through a secured message um, application, and we were in a class, and I asked some of our employees, our team members, I said, what do you do when a customer says, hey, this is, I'm going to have to put in another password to get in there. It's encrypted just to get to the information. I just wanted a copy of my statement, and I love it when your team members come back and we say, oh, we're, we're excited to tell them that this is for their benefit. It's for the protection of their customer information. And so, you know, we try to make it as easy as possible for our customers to do business with us. And when you tell your customer that, they appreciate it. So it is, um, it's, it's, it's good to let them know. I, I think that's the key, though. If you explain it to them, Absolutely. they get it. You're, you're, you're looking out for their interests. That's correct. And more importantly, for a lot of folks, their money. <laughs> right. Okay, very good. Again, our, our guest is Jim Rump with Porter, Kadell, and more, an accounting firm uh, based in Atlanta. Although uh, Jim uh, lives in my old neck of the woods down in Columbus, Georgia, right there on the old uh, Chattahoochee River, probably, right there across from Phoenix City. Yes, sir. I could do a chair some Columbus. We probably hung out some some of the similar <laughs> places over the years. Um, but uh, cybersecurity is is it's not going away anytime soon. I mean, this is as as long as technology is around, we're going to continue to have people that are going to try to breach systems. Uh, uh, of course, and the more you know, think about the data that we put out there. Think about the connected devices that we have. Used to be just you know your computer was connected. Now your watch is connected. Your TV is connected. You have your iPad. You, I mean, your washing machine is connected <laughs> yeah. now. I mean, it's, it's My unbelievable. Thermostats. It is. It's unbelievable. And the more we put out there online, unfortunately, the more there is to compromise. And so you keep on putting, uh, you know, devices out there and connect them. Those are ways in. And the bad guys know that, and they look for those easy way in. Jim, you're too young for this, so I'm going to ask Marisa and see if she can kind of relate with me on this a little bit. Do you remember the days when you used to have a little savings book from your bank, and every time you'd make a deposit, they used to stamp it, and you could look at your balance on this little book that you'd get? Well, um, I don't remember that specifically. Oh, God, I really <laughs> dated myself. I remember that as a but little kid. No, I don't remember that either. Now, I do remember some customers having those, yes, but it's been a while since we've done the stamps. Um, um yeah, but yeah, now that's totally different. That was just like a statement for your customer back then, and now everything's just totally electronic. And they can go to internet banking, look up their balances and their transactions every day. Um, they can get their statements electronically emailed to them, and they don't even have to have it mailed to them. There, there are banks that don't even have brick and mortar buildings anymore. That's correct. And but not Oconee State Bank. You can still go in and uh, and, and talk to a person and mm-hmm. eyeball them and everything. And in fact. Uh, as of the taping of this show here in the uh, early parts of September, we've got a ribbon cutting coming up. 
Absolutely. You want to share some of that information? Oh, that's today at yeah. um, our new Gwinnett facility. So we've just opened full service, and um, I think our Gwinnett uh, office is 3 to 6 today. I think the ribbon cutting is at 4, 1755 North Brown Road. Um, so I'm headed to that branch after the radio show I'll today. I'll be right behind you. <laughs> and uh, also, while we're giving a little love to Oconee State Bank, uh, you recently got some accolades over there in Athens. Oh, we did. So that's real exciting. We got Best Bank of Athens um, at a recent award show. So kudos to our guys there, Philip and Chad. And so that was really exciting for us. Yep. Well, keep up the great work. Uh, great to meet you, Marisa. For Thank those you. that would like to find out more about Oconee State Bank, the website is? OconeeStateBank.com. See, I just kind of led you right into that. It's very simple, <laughs> yeah. OconeeStateBank.com. And, uh, Jim, for those that would like to find out more about your firm and, and maybe check into cybersecurity mm -hmm. and have a conversation with you, what's the best way to either reach out to you or find out more about Porter, KDL, and more? Sure, you can just go to our website, pkm.com. Uh, my email address is on there. Uh, lots of information. Please look us up. We'd love to uh, help anybody we can. Uh, for, for cybersecurity or anything else. PK, PKM.com for Porter, Kadel, and more. Jim, appreciate the uh, the conversation. Thank you for coming in today. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, Jim Rumpa joining us here on the show along with uh, Marisa Reynolds from Oconee State Bank. And a reminder that this show airs live every Thursday at 1 o'clock Eastern time here on Business Radio X. But if you missed the live broadcast, no big deal. You can listen to the show anytime you want by just going to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then just uh, click on the Oconee State Bank logo there. It's beyond the cupola. So for our guests, we want to thank you for listening. For my producer, Trey, I'm Mike, and we'll see you next time right here on Business Radio X. Hey!